right, welcome to Podcast Oregon, everybody. The show that brings you a higher perspective on the world of cannabis. Coming to you from the world-famous Portland Cannabis Museum in southwest Portland, Oregon, I'm your host, Andy Gervich, and these are headlines. 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 A native tribe will become the first to open a cannabis resort in the United States. The Sante Sioux tribe of South Dakota has big plans for the cannabis business. On top of running a successful casino, a 120-room hotel, and a buffalo ranch, the 400-member tribe has plans to open the nation's first cannabis resort on its reservation, the Associated Press reports. Although pot camps have been proposed in the past, weed-friendly hotels operate in Denver and Seattle, and plenty of bud and breakfasts exist across the legal states. A full-blown weed adult playground has never been launched, legally at least. We here at Podcast Oregon wish the Sante Sue well as they continue the time-honored tradition of strategically using white people's addictions against us. Facebook has been freezing cannabis-related pages for months now, even as they originate in states with medical and rec programs. Recently, three New Jersey marijuana businesses had their Facebook pages shut down. Facebook's policies hasn't changed. It's against the site's community standards to promote the sale of illicit drugs, but the site is suddenly enforcing these policies more stringently with cannabis pages. But the thing is, in order for Facebook to take action against a medical marijuana page, a Facebook user must first flag the page. Many of us have been employing this strategy for some time, said Kevin Sabit, the former presidential drug policy advisor. Sabit is one of the largest opponents of medical marijuana legalization and has openly encouraged Facebook users to act against marijuana business pages. When reached for comment, Sabit said, we commend Facebook for being responsible and standing up to the big marijuana industry. We at Podcast Oregon wonder why Facebook pages that objectify women, reinforce racial stereotypes, and promote hate speech continue to thrive in this new cannabis-free social media environment. There's no joke here, folks. We just think that guy's a douchebag. Responding to findings from a study by the American Automotive Association Safety Foundation, AAA has strongly denounced laws in six states that use blood test thresholds for THC to determine whether drivers are impaired. The foundation recommended current laws in Colorado, Montana, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Washington be replaced with ones that rely on specially trained police officers to determine if a driver is impaired, backed up by a test for the presence of THC, rather than using a specific threshold. While we applaud the AAA for pointing out that THC threshold laws do not adequately test for actual driver impairment, in the land of Michael Brown, Tamir Rice and Sandra Bland, we shudder at the notion of relying solely on the, quote, judgment of law enforcement, end quote, to determine guilt in our fellow citizens. Stay with us as this story develops. On a related note, this week I speak with former police officer and Canagard security expert Ryan Burdett. I recently spoke with Ryan at the Cannabis Collaborative Conference here in Portland. We hope you enjoy this little nugget from our recent past when we were still called Podcast PDX. We are hard at work, folks, on our next full episode, and we'll return next week with a jam-packed new show for you. All of that and more after these words.
this is Mark Herrer, and you're listening to PodcastOregon.com. Located in southwest Portland, Local Leaf is one of Oregon's finest medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries. With over 40 strains of premium flour, concentrates, edibles, and a host of glass and other products, Local Leaf is a one-stop shop for all of your cannabis needs. Local Leaf is also home to the world-famous Portland Cannabis Museum. With one of the largest collections of cannabis memorabilia, art, and curiosities in the country. Come in between 10 a.m. and 9 p.m. seven days a week to ease your pain and brighten your day. Look us up on Leafly and on the web at LocalLeaf420.com. Where? LocalLeaf420.com. See you there. On the Block Radio is a weekly show that explores the relationship between creativity and transformation. OTB goes deep into the edges of consciousness, art, race, class, and gender. New episodes drop every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Ontheblockradio.com. Listen, engage, transform. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Andy Gervich with Podcast PDX. We are continuing our coverage of the two-day cannabis collaborative conference here in Portland, Oregon, and we are here at the booth of Canagard Security, and we are with Ryan Burdett. Hello. How hey. you doing, man? Good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Yeah, you betcha. You know, we were walking around checking out stuff earlier, and uh, we came up to your uh, to your booth, uh, and we were drawn over here to talk with you guys. As I as I told you and your uh, and your founder, the company is no. uh, Noah. Yeah, Noah. 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 Yep. Um, that, uh, as you know, you know this entire industry as it's developing, security and compliance issues are absolutely essential for success and safety and for the image of the industry. And so there's all these vendors here, there's 75 something different vendors, all aspects of the industry, but your industry is really central for the whole thing moving safely and securely and for getting folks into compliance and, sa- and safely, right? I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, so one of the big things for us is that um, this industry is kind of grassroots, right? Mm-hmm. It started from nowhere, and you know we didn't dictate that the that these people needed to have security. It was kind of an OLCC thing, right? If we right. want to be legal, we got to have these. They set these parameters, and um, so Noah's done a really great job of of building a brand um, that's going to be by trial and error has really been catered towards. Uh, the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. the cameras, what the resolution, the frames per second, all those things that the OLCC requires. With trial and error, we've really built systems that are catered right to that, to those needs. And I think it gives people, not only does the OLCC requirement, but it gives those people a huge peace of mind that their their product, their, their livelihood, their life savings that they're dumping into their business yeah. is, is protected and seen and, and they're going to meet every compliance verification aspect from the, that the state requires. Okay, so there's a couple of areas you guys service people in, right? There's compliance verification. Sure. There's security, but that involves a couple of areas. You have security with in-house. Correct. Right, and so, you know, unfortunately, because of the nature of the business and the cash volume and a lot of the, the temptation, not everybody can totally trust their employees either. And so there's a compliance aspect from seed to sale. You have these softwares, the software, but if the people aren't using it, 
correctly or if they are intentionally misusing it, then the software is irrelevant, right? So you have issues regarding your own personnel, yep. but then you have issues regarding security and safety from the place being robbed as well. Yeah, correct. And you know, a lot of times, anybody that's been in the industry for a while knows um, that these thefts that happen at these businesses, 99% of the times when I've investigated them, they're internal. Mm. I mean, these people are cutting through a spot in the sheetrock or the sidewall where nobody else would have known how to get there and how to get in their building. Wow. And so, you know, not only do we want to supply them with uh, the compliance verification, but we have the ability to give that extra security peace of mind too. Mm -hmm. And um, in order for this business, this, the, the stigma, the old stigma, the, the, oh, they're just a bunch of stoners and the pothead thing, it's just not true. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's not where the industry is. Yeah. Um, and you and I talked earlier, you know my background. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. Tell yeah. us about that, your background in law enforcement. That's yeah. why I wanted to sit down with you, go ahead. Yeah, so I spent uh, the better half, close to 14 years in law enforcement, and I was in the Marine Corps before that. And I worked for a couple of local sheriff's offices here in the state of Oregon, spent majority of my time out on patrol. You know, beating the streets, working graveyard that whole time. Uh, you know, doing arrests and doing that thing, doing the street cop thing for yeah. a long time. Um, and, the, you know, we can see what's happening in the country, the climate in the country and the attitude towards police. Are there bad ones? Yeah, there are, but there's a lot of good ones too. Yeah. And I just got to the point in my career after close to 14 years where I was just tired and I was burned out. Never got in any trouble, but just was ready for a change and I wanted to follow my dreams. And so I got licensed as a private investigator and um, as soon as I got licensed as a private investigator and, and working the private security side, all of a sudden I'm seeing this industry of this cannabis industry. I'm going, holy cow, there's, there's some opportunity here. These yeah. people need their own mini uh, investigative services, their own mini security, almost their own little mini police force. I hate to label it that, but they need their own security yeah. force with inside. <clears throat> so I saw a great opportunity. And as I've learned about the industry, my fiance works in the industry, she, she sells edibles, and I've learned a lot about the benefits of it. And the stigma, I just really, and after talking with doctors and lawyers and advocates for this business, I'm really learning that everything that I was taught all those years seemed like a big lie. Uh, this, there's so many great benefits and so many people being healed that are not using alcohol and abusing it anymore, not using narcotics and pills anymore. And I just mm. think it's an absolute amazing thing what this industry's done. And to get rid of that stigma, we got to get good people in place. Yeah, and you know, some of the, some of the stigma attached with irresponsible use of the plant um, you know, ha using it around children, having it, uh, children having access to it, um, driving under the influence of it. These are things that alcohol also happens with, and alcohol is legal, but it's illegal to drive under the influence or to give it to children. You're right. So we can do the same thing with cannabis without uh, without stigmatizing responsible use of it. I think you're totally correct, and 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 again, I think it's great that. Uh, I've always been, as, even when I was a law enforcement officer, and even, even through these years too, I've always been a big uh, advocate for, I'm like, why not make it legal? This is capitalism at its finest mm. here in America. We are, we're talking, I'm looking around here, I'm seeing thousands of people in here. This is grassroots, these are, it's, it's not just the security guys, it's the electricians, it's the HVAC guys, it's you guys, it's, it's, yeah, it's the extraction companies. It's the, the lighting it's the, yeah. companies. It's amazing what we're doing. We got people, we're creating. Medical companies. We're, are, yeah, yeah, we're creating hundreds hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of jobs throughout the state. And, and um, I just think it's a great thing. And I think in order to get rid of that stigma, we're seeing a lot of business people. I'm seeing a lot more law enforcement guys that I know that really um, we're sick and tired of the, mm. the battle on drugs, if you will, when it comes to, to marijuana that are really for it. Yeah. And, and, and they're starting to come over into this industry. I've worked with several guys that are former law enforcement that now are, are catering to this industry. And what better way to make the industry better, safer, more professional than hiring 
guys that have law enforcement background that are veterans that, that are, are vets yeah, yeah that are just really uh really want to do what they want to we want to work hard we want to show that hey it doesn't have to be all that what you think it is we want to really and you're given some training and tactical assistance Absol so you want to use that yeah. yeah absolutely and you know uh until the feds can get off this uh this whole banking regulation that's a cash only industry and we got to have good people in places that you can trust and um you know, as, as a law enforcement officer, I love working with other cops that are coming in this industry because I know I can trust these guys. They're not yeah. going to be stealing from people. They're not playing shady games. Everything's monitored by the state, and it's just a great opportunity for guys, especially if they're looking for something that allows them to stay tactical and work in a security capacity, but they want to support a growing industry. It's a great opportunity for guys to yeah, come over. I mean, it really blew my mind because, you know, I've been uh, a pot smoker and in this industry. I'm a college professor. I've written a lot about the use of psychedelic plants and others in religious settings, and so I've been around this culture for 25 years and to come into a place like this to start doing interviews and then I come up and I'm talking about you with you not only about your background in law enforcement but we also had a conversation I told you I was a former pastor and yep. you talked about uh, you're active in the ministry in your church and so here I am talking to a guy in law enforcement who's also active in the ministry who's working in the cannabis business and is openly here kind of talking about it not as something that uh, that 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 um, doesn't reconcile with those other two components of your life, right? I mean, they, it doesn't conflict with the fact that you used to be a cop or you're a person of faith. Yeah, and, and you know what's crazy for it's me? It's remarkable. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What's crazy for me is I thought all these years that when I thought marijuana, I thought, uh, you know, that old stigma, the, the pothead, the stoner, the hippie, mm -hmm. those type of things. And that's just so not true. And I'm seeing more and more people like yourself that men of faith that, when I say normal, I don't know what the definition of normal is, sure, but a sure. lot of great people that just come from really, really good backgrounds that have faith, that have family, that have church, that have uh, had great careers before and have seen the light in this industry and are working that much harder to make it that much more professional. I mean, and, and you yeah. can see it here walking around. These are professional business people. And uh, I even heard a lot of people say they're like, man, this just industry is just really cleaned up and it's just amazing what it's doing and the revenue it's bringing in. And <laughs> You know, everybody's gonna, all these people in here are benefiting from it. You know, right. five years ago, you wouldn't have had 2,500 or 3,000 people in here making any money from this, and now- The Expo Center, yeah. Yeah, and here they are. Coming I, out of the shadows. Yeah. That's gonna help the state. The more you can get people into working in this business out of the black market, the less they're going to be breaking laws, and all of those things that go along with the breaking of laws, yep. right, uh, start to disappear as well, yeah. right? When yeah. you can bring the industry into the light. And I, I feel I, like that that's a good thing. I agree. And you know, and um, if, if you don't mind, if I give a plug out Please to Canagard. Yeah, Canagard, uh, Noah Stokes, he's the owner, CEO, founder. Um, very smart, very intelligent guy. He's worked really hard to build a brand up and wants to provide the best safety and security can for any of our clients. And, um, you know, we're big pushers for regulating the industry. I love seeing the OLCC uh, doing their thing. They, they seem excited about this. Yeah. Uh, they're here, they're walking around, they're mingling, they're excited. The state's, the state's gonna get theirs, if you will. Yeah. And uh, we're happy. I support it being regulated by the OLCC. I, our company does, and it's, because what it's doing is it's, it's keeping the industry regulated. People are gonna do the right thing. It's ethical. Um, and I love seeing the OLCC, not not just with Canagard, but other companies too that are partnering with the OLCC, if you will, that are working hand in hand, mm -hmm. maybe not partnering, but working hand in hand with them. What a great relation between government and private sector. Yeah. Especially in the turmoil that this country's in now and the, and the feelings on the government. I love seeing the government and private sector work together. It's just a great, Boy, the rules are really being rewritten, aren't they? Yeah. Right? All of you, I mean, you're a guy that's breaking all the stereotypes. I want to ask you one question about Canagard and then one sure. more question about yourself and then we'll let you out of here. Yeah, I really you appreciate bet. you talking with us. What, 
What sets Canaguard security apart? Like, so there's, I see a couple other security companies or some other folks provide this service. And not to try to get you to badmouth them, but what, what is good about this company that, that when people want to look to these services, why they should look Canaguard up? Well, the one thing that I respect about Noah and what he's done with this company is he's learned trial by error. And I've mentioned that a few times yeah. prior. Um, years ago, before my time when I worked here, when they were running their other business, uh, OmniGuard, mm -hmm. um, which does commercial and residential, they got started getting phone calls and requests from dispensaries and OHA type of stuff. Okay. And Noah, you know, Noah spent a lot of time and a lot of hours, and the guy works like, just he just works like crazy hours to really get the best cameras and the best technology that cater towards the cannabis industry. Mm. Anybody can go buy cameras anywhere from yeah. anybody or yeah, Amazon, Radio Costco. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we try to get cameras that are, not only are they going to be the best and give the OLCC and give the customer, the client, what they want to see and, and beyond. And that's our tagline is beyond compliance. Mm -hmm. But um, we also really want to work hard to make sure that um, we don't over camera people. We don't under camera people. We want to give you the camera that best suits each room, each application, because every place is different. Right. And um, OLC cool. oh, hey, it's not a it's not a us thing and it's not a it's not a client thing. This is an OLCC thing. And Noah's just by trial and error has found what he thinks and what I think and what a lot of people seem to think is just the best that caters specifically towards the cannabis industry. Yeah. And we design our systems that way with that in mind. Um, and you know, with this other stuff coming up with the transportation and some of the cash pieces and these things, uh, I come, not only do I come with a law enforcement background, but a private security background and private investigator as well. Mm -hmm. We're gonna implement those things and just make sure that we can, Canagard can provide that family of services at a, at, at just a much higher yet affordable level to where these clients are, they know that they're getting true professionals when they call us. Um, that's that's our big thing. Noah Noah sees the value in people, and he's hired the right people and put the right people in place to really set Canagard apart from other companies. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great plug. And, yeah. and people want to get in touch with you. They go to the website. Is yep. the best place to, to find out about the services and, yep. and find out about how they can contract. With Absolutely. Um, CanagardSecurity.com. You guys can Google it. It's on there. Um, you can email me, Ryan at Canagard Security. Um, one of the other guys, Matt at Canagard Security, you can email him. We're the two sales guys right now that are putting systems together for people. And uh, we'd love to help you. We're busy. Uh, it's like drinking from a fire hose right, right now, but that's okay. Um, we'll get to you a a as soon as we can. And, and we're, we you know we strive to just try to do the best we can by our customers. And um, we're working through the uh, the craziness here, but uh, it's awesome, it, yeah, it's going to be great. And Canagard's doing a lot of great things. And if people can uh, make it here to the Cannabis Collaborative Conference uh, for the second day here on February fourth, then they can come by and see what you guys are up to and learn about a little bit of the yeah, uh, absolutely. As we well. have yep, we've got live cameras on display. We've even got an infrared camera. We've got some of our 360 cameras, which uh, a lot of customers like like to see. It uh, covers an entire room, and we can de-warp it. It's really six cameras in one. So where you typically would have to put three or four cameras, we can we can get away. With putting one camera so well yeah, i appreciate we, you taking the time with us man and i'll, I'll finish what you're gonna say no no Sorry. i just yeah. loved it if they want to stop by and shake hands and check it out i'd love to we'd love to see them and get their business and uh, explain to them that um you know we we've got all the products they need if they're looking for safes we've got safes and we can we're kind of a one-stop shop when it comes to the security needs well i think noah did a good job in hiring you man and people like you <laughs> and uh what i was really touched by in our conversation was that you seem to be a very disciplined uh but a very fair and honest and conscious and compassionate person and I don't think that just started you know a couple of months ago so that means you were probably that kind of cop too and like we were talking about um 
you know, there's, there's a lot of stories out there about when maybe a member of law enforcement makes a misstep and does something that, that people find uh, dangerous or problematic. There's not a lot of stories that tell the stories of sensible, reasonable, disciplined, compassionate, but also focused law enforcement right. members. And so for you to sort of ha be just having these conversations with people that come from the cannabis industry who might have been, you know, because you were told, oh, bad stoners, blah, blah, blah. The stoners were all told that every cop wanted to stomp their heads in yep. and, and take them away from their families. And you're a living proof of the fact that both of those stories aren't true. Yeah. And the oh. more that communities can come together and see that and be supportive of law enforcement instead of terrified of yeah. them, the more we're all going to be better. You bet. I'll, and I'll just finish up with this. They're, they're um, you you know, we got 660,000 cops or roughly there at in a, in a country of what, 320 million people, yeah. I think. And, you know, there's, there's, there's bad, uh, you and I talked about this earlier, there's bad pastors within churches, there's yeah. bad cops, there's, there's bad CEOs, there's hell. Yeah. We all know there's bad politicians. Yeah. Um, but we can't, <laughs> we can't point the finger at all of them. And I, I think that there's a lot of good law enforcement people out there and there's a lot of people that support this industry. And they may not be able to say that because they're working for an agency, but uh, rest assured that there's a lot of support in this industry from uh, from that side of the fence. And, you know, I, I prided myself on being a, a good cop. I wasn't the, the most proactive, go get them, bust everybody kind of cop, but but I was also fair, kind of yeah. like what you mentioned earlier. Yeah. And I and I can see the fairness in that. And that's just, I attribute that to my dad, the way I was raised. And um, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I do the same thing in this industry. It's, I'm not, it's, in my world, there's only one person who judges, <laughs> and, yeah. it's, and it's not me. And it's not you. Yeah, it's not me. So um, I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys. And um, like I said, if anybody's got any questions for Canagard or what we do, um, they're feel free to hit you. me up. Yeah, feel free to hit me up. And anytime you guys need something else or any questions or want a perspective, uh, I'd love to come and visit with you guys and be on the show again. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan at Canagard Security. Okay, This is thanks. Andy Gervich of Podcast PDX. We appreciate you being with us here, man. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot, people. We'll we're see here, you at the show. We're here at the CCC conference, folks. Barriers are being transcended. Stereotypes are being broken. And yeah. you just never know what you're going to find down here. I love it. All, All right. right. We'll see you on the other side. Alright, that'll do it for this week, folks. Make sure to join us next week as we look into the complicated backstory of recreational concentrates and edibles in Oregon. And correspondent Holly Goodman looks into the opioid epidemic in our country and how cannabis may play an important role in providing healthier pain relief options. All of that and a few more surprises in store for you. Special thanks to Local Leaf Dispensary and the Portland Cannabis Museum and the folks over at Canagard Security. Get yourself over to podcastoregon.com to continue the conversation. And remember, folks, if it looks good, smoke it. Oh, and one more thing, folks. Here at Podcast Oregon, we always encourage our audience to consume your cannabis responsibly, safely, and in moderation. In Oregon, it's legal for adults 21 and older to possess and use recreational marijuana from approved marijuana dispensaries. But there are limits. Educate before you recreate. We'll see you next time.